Welcome to B2B Writing Success, the podcast on building a thriving business as a business-to-business writer or copywriter. B2B Writing Success is brought to you by American Writers and Artists, Inc. Now here's your host, copywriting expert and business coach, Steve Slonwhite. Hello, fellow B2B writers and copywriters. Hope you had a great week with your business. This week, I want you to imagine the following scenario. Imagine you're sitting in your home office, you're working on some client projects, and of course you want more business. You want to get more gigs, more clients, so you can expand your business, so you can grow your income, your freelance income. And then, good news, a message comes in your email, and it's a message from a potential new client that you haven't even heard of before. And this client in the email writes something like this. She writes, hey, uh, nice to meet you. Uh, We heard of you from Jane Atkinson, our business coach. She highly recommends your copywriting services. And we have a website that we're going to be redoing and rewriting very soon. And we want to talk to you about it and and talk to you about hiring you as the copywriter. Can we set up a meeting? Okay, so imagine getting an email like that. Now, if you get an email like that, which is a referral email, because Jane Atkinson has obviously recommended you to these people, so it's a referral, what are your chances of getting that client? Well, I think you know your chances of getting that client are really high, (laughs) very, very high. In fact, it's your client to lose in a way because they're already predisposed to working with you. You've come recommended. So they're already pre-sold in a sense. They're probably not even looking anywhere else or even talking to another copywriter. They're coming right to you with the hopes that things are going to work out and they'll be able to hire you and get moving on this project. So referrals are are wonderful things to get uh, because there's such a high probability that you're going to land the project at the price you want. And also, and you may not realize this, there's also a high probability that referrals turn into really good clients, the kind of clients you want to work with for months and years and build your business with. So getting referrals, uh, that's something you need to focus on. How do you do that? Well, I've talked about this in a couple of previous podcasts. There's a podcast I did not too long ago called Getting More Referrals from Influencers. You might want to check that out. Also, another podcast a few months before that on called How Not to Get Referrals. I kind of went on the negative side and told you what not to do to, uh, to get referrals so you can get more referrals by avoiding those mistakes. But in this podcast, what I want to do is cover this topic again in a little more detail and actually give you a step-by-step action plan for getting more referrals. So let's get started with this, the action plan. And before, we, uh, before I get into the details of the action plan, it's important that you understand how someone comes to feel comfortable recommending you in the first place. How does a graphic designer across town come to feel comfortable with recommending you to her clients? Or how does a marketing consultant in another city feel comfortable saying to his clients, hey, you really should call Jack. Jack is a great copywriter. Give him a call for this project. How do people come to a point where they recommend other people? Well, in order for someone to recommend you, four things have to have happened, okay? In order for me to recommend you, four things would have to have happened. Number one, uh, that person would have to know who you are and what you do. Okay, sounds like a no-brainer, but it's a very important step. If they don't know who you are and what you do, 
then they can't recommend you to anybody because they don't know who you are and what you do, <laughs> okay? So that's really important that they know who you are, but also important what you do, okay? They can know who you are, but are kind of fuzzy about what you do, the kind of writing you do, uh, the kind of clients that you like working with, the kind of projects you like working with. Uh, so that what you do part of that is perhaps a little more complicated than you might think, but if they know what who you are and what you do, then that's the first step towards uh, them feeling comfortable recommending you to people they know. The second thing that has to have happened before someone can feel comfortable recommending you is that they have some way gotten to know you better. Maybe they subscribe to your e-newsletter. And by the way, that's a great uh, one of the great things about having an e-newsletter is that it gives you an opportunity to build relationships with people, uh, referral sources and other people. So uh, maybe they subscribed to your e-newsletter, got to know you better that way. Or they had a conversation with you. You met, with, uh, met, met them for a coffee or lunch or met them at an event and they had a conversation with you and they got to know you better that way. There's many different ways that people uh, can get to know you better, get to know your work and get to know what you do better. But that's a necessary step before someone can feel comfortable uh, recommending you. And an, a third thing that has to have happened before they can feel comfortable recommending you is they've come to like you and your work. Okay, so they know who you are and what you do. They've gotten to know you better. And they've reached this other plateau where they've come to like you and like your work. They like your writing. They like what you do. They feel comfortable recommending you for that reason is that, you know, you're good at what you do. They, you, they like your writing. They like you. They feel com uh, confident that, you know, whoever you, they recommend you to is going to have a good experience working with you. Okay. And the third, a fourth thing that has to have happened, doesn't necessarily have to happen, but uh, often happens, is that they know you welcome referrals, that they know that referrals is something that you welcome. Okay, so that's number four. So they got to, for someone to recommend you, they got to, uh, they got to experience those four things. They got to know who you are and what you do, number one. Number two, they've gotten to know you better. Number three, they come to like you and your work. And number four, they know that you welcome referrals. Now, sometimes, well, often rather, th this process happens organically. That just happens through, through building your business, through doing great work for clients, through, uh, getting to know, uh, you know, your, your niche market and, and the players and the people in it, uh, just through the natural um, activities that you have in your business, uh, people will come to know who you are and what you do, come to like your work and, and get to know you better and, and feel comfortable recommending you. So, so referrals come your way often through a natural process of just doing great work for clients. But you can accelerate this process. You can you can get more referrals, you get more referrals more quickly if you're a little more proactive. Rather than being passive and, and, and just doing good work and the referrals coming your way organically and there's nothing wrong with that. If you want to get more referrals, you can be a little more proactive and probably double the amount of referrals that you get. How do you do that? Well, that's where this action plan comes in. That's what I want to share with you today is a very simple action plan for doing this. Now, I'm going to give you the basics of this action plan, but obviously, you're going to adapt this to fit your own situation. Okay, so let me get started. There's four steps to this action plan. Step number one is you want to make a list of people who could potentially recommend you. Okay, 
They could be marketing consultants. They could be um, printers. They could be uh, speakers, graphic designers, SEO consultants, authors. You know, there's all kinds of people who are in a position to recommend writers and copywriters to their network, to their audiences, to their clients and prospects. Okay, find these people. Start making a list of these people. Okay, where do you find these people? Well, you got to do some digging. Find them on LinkedIn. You can find them at other uh, like associations and groups that you belong to. Find them on Facebook groups, on networking events. You know, it doesn't take long when you're at a, a conference or an event to uh, figure out who the players are and, and who's really active in that market and who could potentially be a great source of referrals for you. Okay, it doesn't take long to figure this out, but you got to do some digging and make that list of people who could potentially recommend you. That is step number one. I have a friend of mine who, uh, not too long ago, uh, started focusing on writing copy for authors, and he's become very, very successful in that niche. And part of his strategy was to make a list of people who could potentially recommend him to the author community. People like uh, editors and uh, book marketing gurus and, and writing coaches and people who, are, who have big audiences in that area. And uh, he gets a lot of referrals that way. But he's been proactive about it. He's made a list and he's, he's proactively introduced himself to people on that list and built those relationships. So that's number one. You're going to make your list. Number two, you have to find a way to introduce yourself to these people. Okay, like I said, <laughs> they're not going to give you any referrals if they don't know who you are and what you do. Uh, one of my favorite ways is to get introduced. If you have a common contact, you know, if, if there's someone you know that they know and you can get them to introduce you, that's wonderful. That's the best way to make a connection. And by the way, LinkedIn's great for this. LinkedIn, LinkedIn is famous for telling you who your common connections are, and sometimes you can use that to get uh, introduced. Um, you can send them a friendly hello email. You can send this person, even though they're a stranger to you, you can send them a very friendly email that says, hey, I, I, I see that we work in the same industry. You're a designer. I'm a copywriter. Just wanted to introduce myself. Um, you know, and just a very friendly email. You don't have to pitch them in that email or anything like that. It's just a friendly introductory email to get them to find out who you are and get the, get the, the relationship started, get the conversation going. Uh, you can send them a LinkedIn connection with a very personalized message. Uh, don't just keep hitting the LinkedIn connect button to everybody you, you see on LinkedIn. Uh, that, that's not a, a good idea. But, you know, if you find someone on LinkedIn you want to connect with, it makes sense to connect. You send them a personal message, uh, not the template message that LinkedIn gives you, but a personal message asking, you know, explaining why it might be a good uh, opportunity for you two to connect. That can work very well. You can meet people live at networking events. And there's other ways to do this as well. Okay, whatever fits, whatever works well for you is, is what you need to do here. But you got to find a way to introduce yourself to these people. That's number two. Number three, once you've introduced yourself to someone, you've got to find a way to build that relationship. And that involves keeping in touch, somehow keeping in touch. I go back to this idea of an e-newsletter because that's one of the great things about an e-newsletter. It's a great way to keep in touch with people. You're sending this e-newsletter every week or every two weeks or even every month, and it just naturally stays in touch with people. So that can work very well. But, you know, you could also... Um, 
if you're members of the same networking group or association or something like that, you can meet them that way, even if it's an online group. Uh, you can run into them that way and chat with them that way and keep in touch. You can send the occasional follow-up email. One of my favorite uh, techniques is try to invite them for a coffee or a lunch. When, I, when I'm nurturing a new contact who could potentially be a great referral source for me, uh, what I'll often do is to see if I can invite them for a coffee or lunch and, and just chat them up and, and, uh, and, get, and get to know them and see how we can help each other's business. Okay, uh, so if they're local, try that. But there's many ways you can do that, but you've got to find a way to uh, stay in touch and build a relationship. And finally, number four, is you want to let your network know that you welcome referrals. Now, don't do this on the first contact. If you're sending an email to a stranger that you haven't even had a conversation with yet, or you're meeting someone for the first time in a networking event, don't immediately say, hey, uh, if you could recommend me to everyone you know, I would really appreciate it. I mean, they're not going to do that. They don't want to, don't, don't pitch them on the first contact. However, later on, there's nothing wrong was simply working into the conversation that you welcome referrals. You could do that simply by saying, hey, if you happen to know someone in the industrial products industry, um, and if you happen to know someone there who's interested in, in getting great sales copy, I'm looking for new clients, I'd be happy to talk with them. I would really appreciate the recommendation from you. Um, and just to work that in, into the conversation. And that's perfectly fine. That can work very, very well. Okay, so those that's the simple action plan. I told you it was simple. Uh, you know, there's nothing particularly innovative about this process, but it's a process that works. So let me let me just go over it with you again to summarize. Step number one, you want to make a list of people who can potentially recommend you. Step number two, you want to find a way to introduce yourself to these people. Step number three, you want to find a way to build that relationship. Step number four, you want to let your network know you, you welcome referrals. Okay. Follow that step-by-step process, and you'll double the amount of referrals that you would normally get organically. So that's this week's B2B Writing Success Podcast. Hope you found it helpful. And remember, you can find a lot of great resources and previous episodes of this podcast at b2bwritingsuccess.com. I'm Steve Slomwhite. I'll be talking to you next week. We hope you enjoyed this edition of B2B Writing Success with Steve Slomwhite. For more tips on building a thriving B2B writing business, visit www.b2bwritingsuccess.com.